Well, in our first reading today, we have a passage from the prophet Isaiah. And uh, Isaiah has been called, I think it was St. Jerome, that uh, called Isaiah the fifth gospel. So he have an Old Testament book being referred to as a gospel because it speaks about the Messiah so much. Uh, all throughout the book of Isaiah, you have uh, prophecies about the Messianic era, this new era that when the Messiah comes, he's going to bring about, he's going to uh, usher into existence. And so it's all about the Messianic era. It's all about the Messiah. And uh, so it, and basically, it, it's almost like another gospel. So that's why they call it the fifth gospel. Uh, something else I think that uh, about Isaiah is I think there's something unique to it. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to claim this absolutely, but I think it's the case that Isaiah is the only Old Testament prophet who speaks about the healing of the blind and healing in general. That when the Messiah comes, he's going to usher in this kind of, these, these realities of healing, healing from sickness, uh, and specifically from blindness. So we have, uh, and out of gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind shall see. So there's this big theme of light all throughout Isaiah. And uh, then we have in our responsorial psalm, the Lord is my light and my salvation. And then, of course, in our gospel text, we see Jesus as the fulfillment. He's the promised coming one. Okay, So it's his advent that Isaiah spoke about repeatedly that we see fulfilled before our very eyes, uh, no pun intended, when the healing of the, of the blind men. And... Um, uh, this is, uh, this is why the church places these texts before us, uh, today on this, uh, first week of Advent. Uh, we are seeing the, the promised Messiah having arrived, having come, having, uh, his, his Advent being fulfilled in our midst. But I'd just like to draw your attention, kind of, uh, maybe to sort of to bring this homily into focus. Uh, to another line from Isaiah, it says, in that time with this kind of messianic era that's being ushered in by the Messiah, they shall keep my name holy. They shall keep my name holy. And so maybe a little reflection on the, the second commandment about God's name. Do, you should, thou shall not take the name of God in vain. Now the second commandment has to do primarily uh, I think a lot of people are a little bit mis, uh, they have a misconception about the second commandment and what it is to take God's name in vain. The second commandment is primarily talking about uh, using God's name in a manipulative way, especially in relation to oaths that you might take, like say in a court of law. Okay, so someone asks you, "Did X, Y, and Z happen?" and you know they 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 call you, they ask you to swear upon the Bible or whatever. Or you, you invoke God as a witness and you're lying through your teeth. So it's basically perjury. It's a, it's the second commandment has to do with perjury. Uh, it's taking God's name and using it for some kind of wicked end. So, you know, meaning, uh, because everybody trusts that no one's gonna swear falsely, you're kind of playing on that assumption that everybody has and you're gonna, um, use God's name in an evil fashion. That's what it means in vain. It means in an evil fashion for some kind of evil purpose or evil end. Um, that's primarily what taking God's name in vain is. And that is a mortal sin. It will damn you to hell. Okay, if you do that. All right. 
course, you can always repent but uh, and be forgiven, but uh, that per se, that sin itself is damnable. Uh, now, there's lesser forms of taking God's name in vain, and those are the ones that we popularly think of as this is what it is to, oh, I took God's name in vain, you know. If you're angry or you get surprised and you and you use God's name in a flippant way or and you know just uh, as an expression of of uh, anger or whatever it is, that's like a kind of an extended uh, application of the second commandment. And uh, most often, the usage of of God's name in vain in that sense is a venial sin. But uh, in any event, whether it's the the mortal version of the sin or the venial version of the sin. Uh, we need to keep God's name holy. If you think about how special it is that God has given us his name, that we can have that. I mean, that's amazing, okay? Um, if, uh, you know, without God's name, we wouldn't be able to have a relationship with him. We wouldn't be able to speak to him. We wouldn't be able to address him and have a, have a personal connection with him. So that's a beautiful thing that God has done is that he's revealed his name to us. And in the Old Testament, he revealed it as, uh, it's kind of a, a name that we actually don't even know how to pronounce anymore, but it's something like Yahweh. And then it's uh, usually referred to as the Lord. So whenever we talk about the Lord in the Old Testament, that's God's name. And then in a, in a most special way, when God becomes man, uh, when he becomes incarnate in the person of Jesus Christ, um, we have the name of Jesus. And uh, how special of a name that is. Uh, in our, you know, the Messiah came to heal um, our blindness physically, but also in a, in a more important sense, uh, in, a, in a deeper, profound spiritual blindness that we have. Um, he, he comes into our darkness, and the one thing that we have to kind of grope after him, like these two blind men, I find it interesting that these two blind men actually, Jesus goes into the house, and they actually make their way into the house. <laughs> you know, that, that took a lot of faith, I think, on their part, and that's how bad they wanted him. So for us, this Advent, my brothers and sisters, let's seek God like those blind men did in the darkness of our sins, in the darkness of our own weakness, in the darkness of our trials, uh, and difficulties that we experience from whatever cause or corner or, uh, or source it is. Let's seek him in our, in our darkness and our blindness uh, by repeatedly speaking his name, setting aside 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day. There's a special prayer called the Jesus Prayer. And it's just as simple as this. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. That's the short version. The long version is Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And you just repeat that, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. We could set aside 10, 15 minutes a day and just repeat that name. And God's light in the, in the midst of this darkness will, will illumine us um, and uh, make our, our world brilliant with, with the coming, with the advent of our Savior.